thank you for joining us. The things you may hear tonight might cause you intense paranoia and frights as we journey down this dark rabbit hole together. So turn down your lights and turn up your radio and enjoy. It's not normal, it's paranormal. <laughs> gentlemen welcome to episode three of that's not normal it's paranormal before we get started in tonight's special double creature feature just want to take a couple moments uh here with dante and we'd like to offer our condolences and pay respect here this evening and to uh, a good friend we found out early this morning had passed away uh Big fan of all of our shenanigans, really. Uh, truly great man that'll be missed. He, uh, it was, uh, he meant a lot to uh, us. And uh, we spent a lot of time just hanging out and doing the most random stuff and making fun of one of our friends. And we wanted to dedicate this whole episode to him. And uh, he was a huge Deadpool fan. And he probably owned every Deadpool figure ever. Uh, <laughs> we had a lot of great times together, and he he had a huge impact on me. And uh, there was a lot of times that I have a lot of great memories of getting – we got pulled over by the cops one time because our friend swerved to miss a pothole. Uh, <laughs> and uh, just – he was, I mean, it, it hit hard. It hit close to home and it was unexpected and completely unexpected. I found out at like four o'clock this morning, uh, with my uh, cousin who does a lot of our art work and will do artwork in the future, works with him. And I used to work with him many years ago. That's how I first met him. Uh, just a great human being, good energy. Like Dante said, very unexpected. And we, uh, wish all the condolences the best of the family and, our other friends in this hard time. And we would like to, as weird as it sounds, whatnot, just have a brief moment of silence here for our friend, Rick, rest in peace, Rick. And until we all see you again, my friend. And uh, I'd like to, uh, all the, I had a lot of great times with him at concerts. We, we went to a lot of concerts together and uh, my friend, I don't, I don't know what happens after we die, but I hope to see you again in the stars, my friend, and I'm going to miss you, and I love you. All right. We ask kindly we'll just take a moment of silence here, then we'll get back into our regular scheduled programming. All right, Dante. You ready for episode three, the special double feature feature? Special Valentine's Day episode as well. We love our creatures. Mm -hmm. We love our cryptids. Mm -hmm. We do, we do, we do. Like to snug, uh, snuggle up right beside some furry cryptids tonight. <laughs> Your poor wife. Yeah. What she, think? she got she got work tonight, so I'm going to sneak in a sheep squatch tonight, and uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm super well, excited yeah. about this. I'm a full monster fan. I I love cryptids. I love. I mean, I love monster movies. I love monsters. Everything. Oh, I completely agree. And it's actually a, uh, 
funny thing that I have actually had a uh, experience that I can't actually explain. Uh, might make more sense than possibly another later date talking to uh, a friend of mine who actually goes Bigfoot hunting, gave me a couple ideas of what possibly me and my brother had seen. Uh, but we actually, I might have been right out of high school, maybe, or senior year in high school. Uh, my brother was dating a girl that lived in a uh, northeastern county here in West Virginia. And we were getting a bad snowstorm. I don't know if you remember that. That would have been around like 2009, 2010. I think uh, so. Well, my dad had sent me to go with him just in case he would get stuck and we need a push or something like that. So it was late at night. We took our home and it took us a good, probably what should normally be like a 15, 20 minute drive probably took us like an hour and a half. There was like no tracks on the road to even follow. So we were just, guessing most of the way uh but as we come home in the property uh we're actually speaking to you now uh my childhood uh home and property uh we pulled in the driveway and this weird creature ran on all fours like you would expect like a dog or bear or something like that and we don't have too many like bigger mammals in this area you know we have black bears occasionally very, very rarely mountain lions or cougars and stuff like that. Uh, but it was definitely taller than the hood of my brother's uh, Subaru Impreza that he had at the time. And Oh, was ran. that the Batmobile? It was the Batmobile. Yes. <laughs> uh, it ran from the, around the back edge of my childhood home straight towards his car at a super fast pace. Ran right towards us cut to the right and went up the embankment that's on the right hand side as you pull into the driveway which you're familiar with yeah uh disappeared man it moved so quick you couldn't hardly really catch a good glimpse of it uh dark fur but the thing i found that was the most uh odd because i was thinking you know trying to rationalize it you know uh I know bears could move quick, but you would be able to see something that big moving towards you and be able to kind of have more of a definition because i've seen black bears uh but i looked at his uh paw prints in the snow took a picture of it i wish i still had that old phone it was but i did all kinds of research man i looked up coyote prints you know wolves bears anything that we would normally have in this area and it didn't match up to anything so me being a person that likes to try to see if i can debunk something uh just wasn't able to I uh, I know in our area because our our homes were our adult our childhood homes were not too far from each other. Not at all. It's not a, in in it's not a cryptid, but in our area we used to have folklore that there's a wild panther in the area, which is unnatural for you know where we live, and uh, my neighbor he uh. He swears there was like a black panther in the area. And one day I thought I seen it, but here it was actually what I saw was a baby bear. And I mean, I know that has nothing to do with your story, but just that there's supposedly like all these like unnatural critters running around where we grew up is wild, you know? Oh, for sure. I mean, I've heard of that story before. Never seen anything like that. Uh, 
I don't know if I can put it in the realm of possibility as what we've seen that night, just because of the sheer, sheer size of it. I mean, I know they're big cats, but this thing stood up pretty high on all fours. Uh, but, you know, we might not really ever know. Never seen it again. Don't have a real answer, but it's intriguing. And and that's what that's one of my that's that's a good part about cryptids is you you have people they'll they'll see them maybe once and then when you go hunting for them you don't find them I mean they don't it seems like they don't want to be found um, you know what I mean like yeah if you're searching for them you can't find them but when you're least expected bam there they are looking at you face to face yeah I mean. Nobody would believe, especially, you know, but I did have another witness. My brother seen the same thing. Uh, some people still might not believe it, and it's all fine and dandy. Everybody titled their own opinion, but when you see something you can't explain, that makes it a little bit more real. Oh, yeah, and it gives you a different perspective because, I mean, if you are skeptic about stuff like that, and then when you see something like that, you're like, oh, well, maybe there is stuff out there that I can't explain. Yeah. So we'll get to uh, the first creature cryptid here on our double creature feature on this special Valentine's evening. Uh, a lot of people know Sasquatch, a.k.a. Bigfoot. Uh, but the one that stuck out to me a lot here is the Sheep Squatch. Uh, <laughs> familiar with a lot of sightings in the mid-1990s in the uh, southern, southwestern part of this uh, West Virginia. Also seeing some sightings throughout Tennessee and Kentucky as well. But uh, some of the information I have here is mainly on the sightings and stuff in our great state of West Virginia. Yeah, and that's like, I I absolutely love you, Boone County. I've never been there, but I know that you're not. I'm, the fact that the sightings are in Boone County makes me want to go to Boone County even more. Huge, uh, County. Yep. huge Jesco White fan here. And uh, <laughs> I know uh, a lot of the counties was Boone County, Kanawha, Putnam, and Mason. And uh, I. Uh, <laughs> That's where a lot of sightings were. Yep. There's a few counties there. And I just, I would love to like go look for Sheep Squatch. And I know a lot of the uh, cryptic communities actually conflicted on Sheep Squatch because a lot of them think it's just made up. No, you know, anything made up has some kind of realistic point most of the time. Something to base it off of. But you know, the description and stuff of uh, Sheep Squatch, uh, a lot of people in some of the sightings I've seen uh, originally mistake it when it's walking on all fours as being possibly like an albino bear uh, or a bear with just a weird collaring uh, because of its massive size and stuff and its midsection and stuff like that when it's on all fours. Uh, but it's described to having a wool-like fur, uh, its face being a little bit more long and pointed, kind of like a dog, but with more saber-like uh, pointer canines, uh, and obviously having the curled back horns, uh, that of like a sheep or goat. And, and uh, supposedly, if you smell sulfur, you might be in the presence of a sheep squatch. I guess yeah. because where there's speculation where it was born from the TNT area, which if you don't know, supposedly gave birth to the Mothman and some people think yeah, it's the Mothman's home. Yeah. And because of where they had ammunition and 
they man they manufactured and uh, stored ammunition there during World War II. So that's why the sheep squatch supposedly has the sulfur smell. Yeah, it's also believed that it could just have some uh, musk scent glands, just kind of like how skunks do, you know, as like a defensive mechanism to kind of keep things away from it. Uh, and it's funny, like you talk about uh, military ties, you know, uh, because one of the rare uh, occurrences, one of the ones that are noted uh, was in 1994 when a actual former, uh, former Navy soldier had stated to seeing the beast uh, breaking through the forest, uh, breaking now, some medium to thin limbs and stuff like that and seeing it actually drinking from a creek. Yeah, and then within the same year, two children also saw the creature while just playing in their yard in Boone County. And they said that they thought it was a large white bear, but then when it stood up, it was massive. Yeah, they say like six and a half to sometimes eight feet tall in some of the sightings. Now what now like the first encounters, though the sheep squatch wasn't very aggressive. Like he when he saw when he noticed them, or I guess they noticed him, he actually took off running. Mm-hmm. And then in the later ones we'll talk about, he was more aggressive. Yeah, it's funny to really think of that. Um Maybe certain things, because uh, I know one of the sightings, you know, through reading research, uh, kind of seems like it might get a, uh, spooked by a car. Uh, maybe the car got a little bit too close and it felt like it was had to be defensive, possibly. Uh, I didn't really see any cases of too much, any like harm or anything like that. Definitely. And the one we're talking about happened uh, the following year in the first two sightings in 1995. Uh, where a couple was driving there through Boone County again, and they seen it sitting in a ditch, a uh, large white creature. I couldn't, uh, even, I couldn't even imagine. Like, you're driving down the road, and you just, you probably think, well, I mean, even if it's bent over, you could probably tell it's a big creature, so you probably automatically assume it's a bear or, you know, I mean, what else would, maybe a cow? Would you think it's a cow? I don't know. I mean, I mean, I guess with the horns and stuff, it's possible if you're not really that close. Yeah, uh, maybe you think it's a bull or something. What I thought was interesting, too, in the 1995 one that we're speaking of here with the couple in the car is they actually said that they believed that the creature actually had four eyes instead of just having two. Uh, yeah, I seen that. And that, I mean, that would creep me out even more. You think it's a, you know, you don't know it's for sure that's a I mean, realistically, they probably never even heard of a sheep squatch before. So you're just driving down the road, and this four-eyed creature's hanging out in the ditch. <laughs> I mean, I'm fucking hitting the pedal to the floor and driving off from him. For sure. For that, and when they did drive off and they stopped the car, they realized that the car actually had some uh, marks, some scratches and stuff uh, along the side. And so it definitely did uh, possibly retaliate in a defensive nature. Now, now personal question. Would you have stopped the car to look at it? Maybe from a distance, but I wouldn't get close enough to where I can hit the vehicle. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's because I've seen too many horror films, but I mean, I know better that if I see a thing with horns, even if it's just, even if it was possibly a bull or, you know, maybe a regular ram, I don't know, but I'm still not getting too close to that fucker. 
Oh, yeah. You don't want to get that close to anything, especially something you don't know. Especially in Boone County. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because uh, you talked about, like, the aggressive nature. The next uh, real well-noted instance, which happened, like, four years later, uh, involved campers, which said that were actually chased uh, by the Sheep Squatch. Which again, it could have just been a defensive territorial thing. Uh, they did run off, so who knows? You know, they stopped. It might have turned out worse. Uh, and it's the first time somebody has, you know, that it was noted that they actually heard it make sounds. Yeah, they said it was supposed moving. to be like a terrible, terrible scream. Like, I want to know what a sheep squatch sounds like. I really do. Like, does he have like a Bigfoot sound? Does he have just the sheep? Like, I mean, he kind of looks like a goat to me. Like, he looks more like a goat than a sheep to me. Yeah, I think he just gets really that nickname just because of the uh, way they believe his fur is. Uh, but yeah, I agree with you as well. It looks more goat-like than it does sheep-like. On uh, this on this podcast, I think we're gonna co- we're gonna make a new term for him. He's gonna be Goat Squatch. Goat squatch. Goat squatch. <laughs> I'm down for it. Goats are mean. For sure. Uh, they can be. I've been headbutted by one uh, friend of mine's family actually had as a pet. Those little bastards sometimes give you a nice little headbutt. And I, I actually thought about, uh, I'd love to have goats just so I don't have to mow my grass. So maybe I can get a goat <laughs> squatch. It'll be like protecting my house and eating my grass. Yeah, I don't think you'd have to worry about anybody coming knocking on your door, huh? <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to knock on my door. <laughs> Come on, knock on my door. Sorry, had to. <laughs> uh, it's always funny, though, with a lot of the uh, cryptid stories and stuff like that, because I don't know too much, you know, looking at the research stuff. Like, I know uh, watching stuff with, like, regular uh squatches and bigfoot and stuff like that they, they communicate in some different ways uh where they uh supposedly hit knock with tree branches against trees uh to communicate uh possibly ward off people from their areas and stuff now, uh, I, now i noticed okay so i was doing i was doing massive research and i watched was it was it called monster uh mountain monsters or yeah mountain monsters mountain monsters and that show's hard to watch (laughs) but they did an episode on sheep squatch and i had to watch it just for this podcast and (laughs) my biggest takeaway is that in every photo sheep squatch is more elusive than bigfoot he just comes out as like a blur every photo and his he has chlamydia okay now hear me out he his piss is fire that that trapper guy his face was burning because somehow sasquatch pissed somehow sasquatch or sheep squatch sasquatch sheep squatch pissed on a tree limb and it dripped down on his face and caught his face on fire now that's something i did not find in any other research that sheep squatch has fire piss 
Hey, man, maybe it's uh, sulfur in the piss. You know? it, could, it could be. I think they even said it. I think they did say it smelled like sulfur. But just the fact that, like, sheep squatch would piss that high up a tree and then the piss falls on your face. It's like he's setting up piss traps all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why I would not hunt him. I would stay away from him. Like, he's there. You see him inside the ditch. You're like, oh, I'm going to check on him. You go run over there, bam, he just shakes a tree and his piss goes flying everywhere towards you. <laughs> I know, like uh, like I said, I talked to a friend who uh, actually goes squatch hunting, and she actually showed me some pictures. Uh, if I get in contact with her again, I'd love to actually see if we could get some of the pictures to share uh, on our new Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, Weird little like makeshift buildings of things. Uh, so weird formations and stuff like actually hanging up in the tree. Uh, it definitely in weird ways that I mean, obviously could be man made, uh, but it's hard to say when you're out in the middle of nowhere. But it's not like the way branches would fall down off of a tree or something in a storm. They were like deliberately set to have almost like a canopy feel and stuff to it. So. They could be smart enough maybe to make traps. I mean, Rome may never know, you know. Well, you figure they're they're smart enough to turn into a blur for a camera. <laughs> and they outsmarted they outsmarted all the mountain men. So I mean, I got full faith in sheep squatch now. <laughs> That's some things with shows and stuff like that is <laughs> any realistic expectation from anything just gets thrown to the side of the weeds it's like yeah is it good entertainment sure but could they bring some truth to some of the stories and stuff just like other paranormal ghost shows and stuff possibly yeah is I feel what's like, going on the actuality or is it just entertainment value yeah and that's like i feel like there's a thin line like there's probably some truth to some of those people's stories on there like some of them seem believable like very little believable, but then I feel like they try to crank it up to a 10. They're like, because maybe the guy, like one of them stories was the guy was, went to cut his wood and he goes to cut the wood and all of a sudden this eight foot tall creature comes out of the wood and walks off into the woods, which by our stories that we've told, that's a possibility. But then he adds on the blurry photos and that the trees are all tore up and you know what I mean? Like he keeps adding on to it. Yeah. I mean, it's possible that they run against trees and stuff too, like deer and stuff do with antlers, but it's just hard to tell sometimes with those shows. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I'm a firm believer that anything is possible, but I also like to keep the realization of debunking things. Uh, (laughs) Sometimes there's things that can't be debunked. Uh, but if you have hundreds of thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people seeing things just like ghosts and UFOs and ghosts probably in the millions, because that's in like every culture, every, you know, country of the world. You know, there's people with ghost stories. It's like, we can't all be crazy and seeing things. Well, uh, so I like with, to keep my mind open with the possibility of anything is possible. And with ghost, ghost has a huge tie to religion and a lot of religions. I mean, 
Christianity, uh, all kinds. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of religions, but I'm just trying to get to my point. Uh, they all rely on the belief that you have a soul and it goes somewhere, unless you're atheist and you just, you work, just work, die. Work, yeah. But like, you want to believe that there's something after death. And a lot of times, I mean, you if you believe in a religion, I feel like you technically already believe in ghosts. Like, because some, oh, yeah. I mean, you just, there's, you know, you, you believe that there's got to be something else. Like, your soul has to go somewhere. I'm a firm believer that it does. I mean, maybe not in any similar, like, all principles of when certain entity or uh, religion or anything like that. But, I mean, got to go somewhere, man. Too many people have seen things. I've seen things that can't be explained. So there's definitely something after this, and I'm a firm believer in that. And if people don't agree with that, that's fine. Like I said, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. And sometimes it takes you actually seeing something you can't explain to turn those thoughts around. But this is what it is. Yeah, I mean, and that's like, I don't, you can believe what you want. I mean, that's, you know, that's on you, that, you know, that's on you, but we're just, you know, we, I try to keep an open mind to all things and cause any of it could be true or any of it could be wrong. I don't know. I'll never know. Yeah. We're all in the same boat when we yeah. die. I mean, you don't know what happens when we die. So yeah. you're just one thing, man, I think is uh, curious with the sheep squatch is how massive it is. There's been yeah. sightings and reports of it being eight, nine feet tall, five feet broad. Do you imagine being out in the woods and seeing something that big? Oh, I'd shit myself. I mean, I'm a big man above average, and I would shit myself. I would hope I have my brown pants on. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I definitely – I don't know if you can outrun it. I mean, I, don't, I wonder how fast it actually runs. Yeah. It's got to be fast. You wonder what it would eat, but the definition, you know – by how its teeth and stuff are, you would automatically assume that it's probably a carnivore or omnivore, you know? I, wa- I wonder if it, uh, I wonder if it's as fast as a Sasquatch or if it's as fast as a sheep. Because <laughs> do sheeps go that fast? I think I they can boogie pretty quick. I mean, not the fastest mammals on the planet, but pretty I sure just, they could be pretty decent. I just need to know if I can outrun this thing if I ever see it in the woods. Like, I would try to become friends with it, but every photo I've seen interpreting this thing looks like he's just going to bite your head off. Yeah. So sheep can run at about a speed of about 20 miles per hour. I don't know if I can run that fast, but I would try. Do we know how fast a Sasquatch will run? Because, I mean, if he's got sheep and Sasquatch in him, I don't know. Well, Sasquatch I've never really seen run. He just kind of calmly walks. Yeah. I mean, honestly, don't really know. (laughs) I want to see a race between a sheep and a Sasquatch. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think humans, like the fastest of humans – Probably running around like 
23, 24 miles an hour. So I'd say the average would probably be lower because, you know, some of us are fat and not athletes. <laughs> I break about the seven miles per hour mark, and that's about it, I think. I might be at four and a half, maybe six, <laughs> if I have a reason to get there quick. You want Short me? burst. Short ne- burst. Next time we hang out, you want me to drive the car beside you to see how fast you can run? <laughs> <laughs> Done for the day. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna lay here for a while. I'll be good. <laughs> as long as I can get in the car when we're done. <laughs> lay in the back seat. Oh shit, there's Give sheep the squatch. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't get that close, that's for sure. <laughs> but so a couple other things, uh see with sheep squatch. And you mentioned, you know, some similarities of the uh, about what was it the tnt area yeah we'll talk about more as well it's just like i do wonder sometimes if cryptids and weird animals that people see just like what i've seen is uh possibly some weird mutation or like hybrid hybridization of some sort uh well, it's uh, that's what I mean. The TNT area right now is it's just a wildlife preserve, and uh, I know they said that one time that it was really polluted, and that many of the ingredients that was they used to make the ammunition were just dumped and left in the local ponds. Like they just left the place and trashed it. And I think there's still World War II bunkers there. Like you can tour it every year at the Mothman Festival. Yeah, I know there's still bunkers and stuff. I've seen that on a lot of shows. So I've talked especially about Mothman. See, I was up there, but I never, I didn't get a tour. It like, I love the Mothman Festival, but it's last time I was there, it's so packed that it was hard to do anything. It's yeah, best I haven't got to go. I would like to go for sure. We'd have to, maybe we should do that sometime. We could talk about the experience of the Mothman Festival, get and, some pictures and stuff and share with the audience. And I think it honestly, I think it'd probably be best to go just randomly, just so you can enjoy the museum, the statue. If you don't know it, there's a Mothman video camera set up 24 seven. And you can just watch it on YouTube for free. And like, I mean, <laughs> it's kind of pointless, but it's funny because once in a while people was bringing beans, canned beans and offering canned beans to the Mothman. And, Were they often uh, pepperoni rolls and Mountain Dew? They should have, but they wasn't. It was just canned beans for some reason, and it, it was pretty great. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely, uh, for everybody watching, we're definitely going to have some special episode on the Mothman. Uh, don't you worry. We definitely <laughs> want to make a special event out of uh, probably the most notorious uh, cryptid slash paranormal uh entities out of this whole uh state it's one of the well-known things about the state of west virginia and uh the pleasant was it pleasant valley that whole incident point pleasant point pleasant my bad point pleasant uh so definitely going to be a podcast in the future and and in point pleasant they also got piggly wiggly so 
Well, we'll talk about that as well. <laughs> plenty of plenty of things on the list. And before we get to the second part of our feature feature, uh, I would like everybody to uh, please do us a favor. Uh, we are now, I believe, what, iHeartRadio or on Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. Uh, if everybody could go, it'd be much appreciated on all platforms, but do what you can and like, subscribe, uh, follow. Uh, we do now have a Facebook page, uh, which is just listed underneath the title of the show. Uh, that's not normal. That's paranormal. Uh, we would appreciate any uh, <clears throat> follows, likes. Uh, it helps us out. Uh, more likes and stuff we get. You know, hopefully it helps out and we can continue to better on the podcast. And and we've uh, we've enjoyed all the uh, we've got a lot of love and I definitely we definitely thank you for that because I mean we're we're doing this as a hobby but knowing that people are liking what we do and liking the topics and just enjoying it all together it just it, it warms our hearts. It really does, uh, and it's much much appreciated. I was actually talking to uh, Rolo who does some of our art directive stuff with. Uh, our logo and working on a few other things for us as well actually told me a friend of his has actually watched some of our episodes like 12 and 13 times and that is just much appreciated yeah i'll give a shout out hey james this is for you uh <laughs> now he's probably like damn it i'm not gonna listen to this no more uh <laughs> see you spilled it you spilled the beans I, man i ruined it i ruined it now nah, I'll, I'll, I'll give shout outs when when uh I can. I like shout outs. Um, also, big news is here in the near future, we might have some shirts. Yes, yes, we might. Uh, definitely something we're working in, uh, working on getting together, uh, getting some shirts. We're going to try to get some merch, uh, which we can actually put up on Facebook and we'll figure out some other details as well. Uh, and while we're giving uh, some Shout outs and stuff here. Uh, Dante, why don't you uh, go ahead and show a little love to Captain Catfish for doing our intro theme? Yeah, and a huge shout out to Captain Catfish for uh, allowing us to use one of their songs for the theme. It's uh, it's actually one of my favorite songs from It's called Crying Saucers. And uh, you can go support them. They're on Spotify. And they're also, uh, you can buy their merch from captaincatfish.bigcartel.com. Uh, they're on YouTube too, I think. And, uh, yeah, give them big support, uh, buy some shirts, buy some CDs, uh, listen yeah. to them on some, uh, streaming. Go enjoy yeah, we them. appreciate them, uh, allowing us to use their song as our intro theme song. Uh, it's definitely a good jam. And, uh, one more thing I just want to touch base on here before we get to the second part of our double creature feature Valentine's edition, uh, <clears throat> If you have any questions, concerned, or want to tell us uh, personal experiences in the paranormal, uh, always feel free, like in every episode, to email us at nnpnpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's nnpnpodcast at gmail.com. So, Dante, go ahead and tell us about our second cryptid that you're so super invested and excited <laughs> makes you want to tickle your pickle and run around the world. I'm gonna tell you now, this next topic, I did not know about it until I started doing research, and 
I'm in love with it. It is up there in my top three cryptids now. Now, I'm just going to lay out the backdrop before I even tell you what it is. It's 1968. You're in a wooded area around Fairmont. And in the woods, you hear an odd noise. Sounds like a record player, which I was going to try to make a record player sound, but I'm pretty awful at that. So just imagine a record player. And it's running faster and faster. Then all of a sudden, you're face to face with a green veggie man creature. Dun, dun, dun. Bum, bum, bum. Now, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this veggie man creature. It, it, his nicknames was like Vegetable Man or Veggie Man. But the man that ran into it said that the creature was like, it looked all weakened and sickly. And he was like jabbering. And supposedly the creature was like, I think it was like seven foot tall. Yeah, he was seven foot tall, thin. And he, he's very plant-based. So, like... Humanoid shape as well. Yeah, with suction cups at the end of his hands. And he had large ears, and his eyes would go from red to yellow really rapidly. And I imagine it was like a really skinny version of Swamp Thing. That, that's what I imagined in my head. And so, like, they come face-to-face... And the creature is so advanced, okay? He had telepathic communication, supposedly. And he said, you need not fear me. I wish to communicate. I come as friend. We know of you all. I come in peace. I wish medical assistance. I need your help. So you're like, now, if you've ever seen Mars attacks, you know what's about to happen. (laughs) the creature jumps up at him knocks him down and sticks his like i i I don't it said like thorns but it said they had he had suction cups at the end of his hands so i don't know if like maybe they were like needles or what but he sticks his fingers into the guy drains his blood and then just hops off and runs away yeah, and, uh, from what I actually seen was uh, it's got thorns on its uh, like end of its hands and fingers where the suction cups are, and actually while it was sucking his blood, it actually picked him up and he was unable to break away uh, from research that I've done on Veggie Man, aka Vegetable <laughs> Man, aka Donnie's favorite cryptid. Yeah, pretty much. Like I'm getting Veggie Man tatted right above, right by my heart. Like he's he's worked his way into my heart, and. Unlike Sheep Squatch, where people are very skeptical about Sheep Squatch, and he's been seen like a good bit of times, there's only ever been one encounter with Veggie Man and misses it. <laughs> yeah, I also uh, see too that the gentleman who was out hunting when this incident happened uh, believed that he heard a loud, deep humming coming from the other side of the hill that this uh, that he ran up to get away. Uh, he believes actually was a creature ship, so he believes it was fully extraterrestrial i if i don't want to give names because i don't know like if the guy's secretive about her or what but if anybody knows the man that actually encountered veggie man i would love to do an interview like i'm 
fully in on Veggie Man as my favorite cryptid. I know, man. You've been talking about it all week, like nonstop. <laughs> uh, the pictures are pretty interesting, though. Have you seen some of the pictures uh, depicted online? Yeah, he kind of looks like he kind of looks like Groot a little bit. <laughs> Honestly, the drawings, yeah. Uh, sharp claws, uh, pointy with tentacles. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely a one and done kind of thing. Like you said, it has only been sighted once. Uh, it is crazy, though, that it's possibly there, there's some telepathic communication. Uh, that's definitely would be considered advanced or uh, other species like, because obviously we can't communicate telepathically. That's what. That's why I think he's probably a stronger cryptid than Mothman. He's going to be representing our state soon. We're going to be passing the religion of Veggie Man onto every person in West Virginia. Yeah, the only difference is, though, is like, I don't know if I'd fully disconsider him like a cryptid. I think <laughs> a cryptid, I think of more like animal like creatures that run around or hidden and stuff that are. Uh, potentially from here, even though there's some rumors and stuff possibly about Sasquatch actually being uh, an alternate dimension being uh, is why it's hard to find because he's able to, you know, teleport to different dimensions and all of that. But definitely from the story, it seems like it might just be completely extraterrestrial. So, and that's something we're going to get into as well. It's going to be some alien sightings and stuff, uh, which I have some information on that we might be able to get some details about uh, a family member of mine, his personal experience. Found out we might actually be able to go and find a newspaper clipping that we might be able to share and get, I'm, which would be pretty interesting. I'd like to think that your family member saw something that was related to Veggie Man. Like it was, it was literally Veggie Man. Your family member is the second experience that we we've been <laughs> waiting for to bust this story wide open. Well, my family member didn't see an actual terrestrial, but did see a ship that and was actually really low to the ground, which could be Veggie Man's Cadillac. And in, you know? in 1968, he saw this ship, and that is the missing piece to this puzzle. It's funny that you say that because this actually would have happened in the mid 60s. See, see, Veggie Man. But it actually was published in a local newspaper in the area, which me and you might have to make a little uh, date and uh, make a little trip down to Elkins, West so, Virginia. So, so let me get this straight. We've done this podcast tonight just so you could eventually, this podcast on Valentine's Day, just so you could eventually ask me to be your Valentine. Is that what's going on here? I mean, <laughs> now that it's out in the open, I feel like we've always been each other's Valentine. I mean, I didn't get no chocolates from you today, but at least I got to talk to you, I guess. Well, you know, we might have some other festivities at the end of this week. We might get more than chocolate. Oh, you- yeah. I'm going to dress as Veggie Man for you. <laughs> Would not surprise me if you have a Veggie Man cosplay. I mean, you could probably wear one of those green suits and uh, glue some limbs on and put suction cups on your fingers and it would be a Veggie Man costume. 
<laughs> you just go get those little like window hanger suction cups and just like hey, <laughs> yeah, you just like hook, hook them up to your hands. And <laughs> 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 I mean, that might be my Halloween costume this year. <laughs> you know what? You should definitely go as Veggie Man. I might I can see it. I can see it now. I'm all about it. The most ginger Veggie Man in the existence of all mankind. <laughs> Probably the only Veggie Man of all mankind. <laughs> But yeah, that's our uh, creature feature Valentine's Day special for you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. We uh, we really enjoyed it. We like we like doing monsters. I mean, we like doing ghosts too. But it's nice to switch it up occasionally. Oh yeah, I mean we're going to be all over the place. That is for sure. But yeah, uh, you, I'm glad you guys spent your Valentine's Day with us. Uh, hopefully, you guys yeah. get some chocolates and flowers and Veggie Man delivers. Yeah, and just remember, man, next time you're out in the woods and you see something, it's possible that that's not normal. It's just paranormal. <laughs>